Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This ride is just insane! We're gonna go 165 feet in the air. We're gonna drop down 180 feet, like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate this you, I hate you, I hate you. So now we're going into an Emelman maneuver. <laughs> I had that last week, actually. Coast in the Country with Marcus Lashock. From WGN-TV Studios in Chicago, this is Coast in the Country. I am Marcus Lashock. Welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. This is where we run down everything that is happening in the theme park world, tell you about all the great places you can travel to across the country, and just have some good old-fashioned family fun. And it has been a minute, (laughs) a minute or two, since we have been back on the podcast. It, It has been, the last episode, I had to look this up, 26 months ago, March of 2020, uh, was my last episode of the podcast, and you know, you all know what happened uh, in March of 2020. But um, yeah, so just to, before we get into the topic today, we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, the new roller coaster at Epcot at Walt Disney World. But uh, I just have to go back because I did go back to then and look at the pod, the last couple episodes of the podcast. And the things that, you know, I was talking about, talking to people about were just all of the great attractions that were going to be coming either at the end of 2020 or in 2021. And to go back and look at that and see like, wow, we really had no idea what was coming. Just this was the end of February, like going into the beginning of March, really had no idea the, the massive event with the pandemic that was coming our way. Um, so, yeah, when when all of this hit. We, like so many other businesses, we went to working from home, and uh, all of the podcast equipment was still here at WGN, so I had a choice to make. Either I was going to invest in a bunch of gear to set this up at my home, or I was just going to ride it out because, you know, we weren't going to be home for that long, right? It was just going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Uh, That turned out to be a very, very wrong prediction on my end. Uh, so it didn't happen. And then when we finally got back into the workplace, all the podcast equipment was gone. It was removed from the room. The room that I was in, uh, was completely transitioned to something else. And so this is a long story. I'm sorry. And it's a lot of inside baseball here, but however, now we've got this really awesome podcast set up here. We've got people working on a whole, uh, just all kinds of content for our website here at WGN TV. Chip Brewster, who is awesome, helping me set this up today. So we got a whole video element coming to this where I can hit different buttons and bring up different content. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this, we've got a whole video element to this podcast, which is really cool. So um, it's been a while is my point since I've been back here on the podcast talking to you. And to be honest, I don't know how frequently I'm going to be going to be doing these podcasts or not, but 
We'll see. So uh, you give me, as always, I want to hear your feedback about this. What do you want to see from this podcast? What do you want to hear from this podcast? Um, are there too many theme park podcasts now that, like, we don't need another one of these? But we'll see. So, uh, of course, if you're not familiar, I uh, have a segment on WGN TV on the WGN Morning News, Coast in the Country, where I do travel all over and ride either the newest roller coasters or just visit theme parks. And uh, just I've always been fascinated with theme parks and travel, and I have two kids, a wife, a dog, a cat. They don't come with me uh, when we hit the road, but we just love traveling and going to places and going to amusement parks and the joy and the wonder that comes from a great visit to an amusement park. So that's really what this is all about, and just telling people about the inside tips to some of these places, some of the tricks that you can find out uh, when you're there and just letting you know about all the new stuff that's happening and hopefully answering any questions that you might have about them. So today on the podcast, uh, this is very exciting because this is a ride that has been in speculation, has been talked about uh, since, gosh, I mean, 26 months ago, was this in the works? Did we know about this yet? Cosmic Rewind, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm not quite sure if we knew yet. We knew that a lot of changes were happening at Epcot, and we were looking ahead to the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Now uh, we are here with the 50th anniversary celebration going on at Walt Disney World, uh, and Epcot is still a work in progress. Uh, There is a lot of construction still happening um, at Epcot down in Florida at uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando, but... This was the attraction that everybody was looking forward to was this um, ride. Uh, Again, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is Epcot's first roller coaster. If you can believe it or not, they've never actually had an official roller coaster uh, at Epcot. So this is the first one. So what they did was they took the former Universe of Energy attraction, that building there, that structure, uh, they gutted that, and they used that building, but... If you haven't been to Epcot in a while, they built this massive new structure next to it. It's this big, giant building. It's painted blue with green on the bottom. It is it is painted like sky blue. So they're doing everything they can to make you not notice this thing. It's impossible not to notice because it is gigantic. But inside of that structure is this roller coaster. So this is a completely indoor ride. It features a launch and cars that rotate while they travel around along the track. And we're going to break down the entire ride experience for you today. I was able to go there to the media event and ride the roller coaster before it opens to the public. And uh, I got I have a lot to say about this experience. Um, and I guess we'll just we'll just go jump right into that. Um, and we'll we'll start from the outside and then work our way in because with anything at Disney. Um, Disney, Universal, I mean, those Orlando, those two Orlando parks, um, it is all about the experience from start to finish. Like, the queue is always part of the attraction with all of their new attractions. So they're really telling a story throughout as you um, walk up to this. So as I mentioned, Epcot is a work in progress uh, right now. Um, This ride in the newly renamed World Discovery neighborhood of the park. It's right next to Mission Space. Um... And near Spaceship Earth, which is the big sphere uh, outside, uh, there isn't a uh, big sign saying Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind above the attraction. There's, there, there might be some smaller signage um, out there in places, but the, the real, the big quote-unquote sign of this ride is the gigantic Star Blaster ship that is sitting on a 
docking stand outside of the entrance. It is the first full-size version of a Zandarian ship ever built. Um, yeah, I, I guess they would be the first because I don't know uh, who else would build a, f- a full-size of one of these. But if you're not familiar, and I'll be honest with you, I was not the most familiar with this because I do watch the Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have seen the movies, but I, I can't say that I'm like a total geek into the lore. I'm a geek about a lot of things, but I'm not a real geek into the whole Marvel universe. So uh, what's neat about this is that um, everything is centered around Xandar. That is the a planet featured in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, universe of the Marvel universe. So when you enter the attraction... You, you walk into this, like, planetarium of sorts. So, think, if you've been a planetarium before, uh, you walk in, you kind of learn about things, you're seeing, like, installations and stuff. When, so, when you walk in to the attraction, there's this, like, video presentation in the first room, and the video's up on the ceiling. So, as you're waiting in line, you're kind of circling around this sort of projection that's going up onto the ceiling there and uh you you learn some things when you're watching that video and and seeing some other things and then as you go throughout the queue you're learning about the wonders of xandar and the people that live on xandar again this is a fictional planet this is a fictional thing but they have gone they have gone deep into the weeds here. So as you're walking through the queue, you're learning all about the Xandarians, about Xandar, about everything that's going on there. Um, it, you know, this is really stuff to keep you interested while you're waiting in line. That's what this is. But it's also part of the story that will be playing out throughout the attraction. So uh, things, though, get really neat when you get to the holding rooms before the coaster. So... Uh, what I mean by holding room is, you know, when you when you go on attraction these days, there are, you know, they, they bring people into a room, the door closes behind you, and they say, fill all available space, fill all the available space, and usually, like, some kind of show plays out, or there's a video or something like that. Well, they are, if you've been on Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, you know that they are taking the holding rooms and making them, like, part of the attraction now. Things are happening in the holding rooms where you're like, wow, that was almost cooler than... The actual ride part, ride part of the attraction, and that is definitely the case here. Um, so I wanna, I wanna give you a, this is where I wanna give you a warning. Um, do not watch any videos online that show a full walkthrough of this attraction and the ride. There are videos all over YouTube because it has opened for previews now with uh, some general public annual pass holder previews, and people are taking cameras throughout the entire attraction. They're shooting the whole video, and they're putting it up on their YouTube channels. Not to knock uh, some of these people. I know some of them, and this is how, listen, they, they make money on this. Like, this is their livelihood. They go out, and they shoot YouTube videos, and they put them up, and these are getting a ton of views because people are curious about it. However, when you watch this whole thing start to finish, there is something that happens in the second holding room, the holding room where, um, and this is not a spoiler, um, but what happens throughout this story is you get beamed up to a spaceship. And that's not the spoiler. Um, the, the, the neat thing is how they do it, how you get to space. And it's one of those moments where you're in the room and then all of a sudden you're on the spaceship and everyone looks at each other like, what the... How did they do that? Like, how did they do that? And then, so then when you go the second time, you're able to know what's coming. And then you look around like, 
Oh, I get it now. I see what you did. It's a fun. It's a it's a magic trick, right? They're they're doing a magic trick. They're doing an illusion, and um, this these Imagineers they just again they could have just had you walk in and you know the lights flash or something. And all of a sudden you're oh I'm I'm walking into a spaceship now. No, they wanted to create the real experience, almost what it would feel like to be transported up somewhere and to have that kind of illusion it is really cool and unfortunately you're seeing some of it on the internet now and uh if you if you saw it already it's still gonna be cool when you see it in person but i'm just i'm just almost begging all of you just don't watch any of the videos don't watch the videos of the on-ride experience until i've been watching a ton of them after i went on it because it's just fun to relive it and to hear i'll get to it in a second but there's a lot to say about the actual ride experience um, as well. So that, that is my warning to you. And I think if there's any advice you could take from this, if you take that, you will thank me um, later on. Okay, so after the holding rooms then, and I'm not going to get too much into the story. I will say that the Guardians of the Galaxy do appear. And uh, your favorite people are there. Uh, Chris Pratt is there. Everybody else. I'm not sure if it's Vin Diesel doing the Groot voice. I'm not sure if it's Bradley Cooper doing the Rocket voice. There's been a lot of talk back and forth about that. Like, Rocket's voice doesn't sound right. Is it Bradley Cooper? I don't. I don't know if that was ever confirmed or not. I know Scott Gustin, uh, who also works uh, not for WGM, but for a parent company, Nexstar, who does an amazing job on Twitter breaking down everything Disney. Uh, he, he told me he was trying to re- confirm that. I'm not sure if he ever did or not. But um, anyway, you can get all into all that. But yeah, so there is a story element that plays out here that kind of spills over onto the actual coaster attraction. So something happens aboard this ship, a villain appears, and you have to go out and basically save the galaxy to, to help do all of that. So that's when you go and board your coaster car. So... Um, as for the actual coaster car, this is what they call an Omni coaster. So as I mentioned, the cars on the ride rotate as you travel along the track. So you, you leave the station. So like a roller coaster, you know, you leave the station on the car, on the train, and as you enter that, you kind of, you, you go up a lift hill, you enter the first room of the ride and right there, you see, like, there's a ton of video on this attraction. So it's a dark room, and there's video boards wrapping all around. And as you're traveling around the track, almost right away, your car starts moving with the video. So it sets you up. They set you up in the beginning, like, oh, okay, this is what the sensation's going to be like. It's almost like I'm sitting in a swivel chair right now. So if you're, like, moving, move your swivel chair. Maybe you're in one, too. Move it to the left and then kind of twist to the right and feel that. Like, as you're, like, sliding across the floor and moving to a certain direction, like, it's a, it's a kind of a weird sensation where it makes you feel like you're almost in a spacecraft where you're kind of, like, floating in zero-gravity-esque. So you do that, and then before you know it, you're facing backwards, the different direction from you were facing before, and uh, something happens with the video, and then you hit the launch. And this is the signature element of this ride. It is a backward launch that goes uphill into that giant building I was telling you about. The show building is what I like to call it. Because that's where all the craziness happens. Once you hit this launch and then you go into the building and it, the ride doesn't stop from there. 
Um, you reach the top of the ride, and as you as you reach the top, you're turning again, and you have this feeling like I just got launched in space. There's stars everywhere. You're rotating around, and it is um, that that feeling right there is the moment that I think everybody will walk off talking about from this ride. Like that is the moment where it all comes together and it's unlike any other coaster I've ever been on. Like that is, that is this ride's signature moment and there's nothing else like it. I've been on launch coasters. I've been on launch coasters that spin. Um, I've been on indoor coasters and this is the only one that does this. Like it's hard to explain, but when you, when you go on it, you'll feel it and it's amazing. It's like that is what this is all about. When I'm a, a coaster enthusiast, those kind of moments, those kind of feelings are just like what this is all about. And it is impossible not to – I mean, every time I went on it, the whole train was cheering. Like everybody was cheering. It was like you were in a movie, and it's like you. It's it's like a wow moment. Like you just come up there, and you're like, whoa, like nobody would do this. Like there's not many places. There's Disney, and there's their competition down the road. There's two places I think are the only ones that would ever dare enough to spend the money to pull this kind of thing off. So anyway, that's just the launch uh, of the ride. So I, I will go, go to this. Disney, they did mount some cameras on the ride and gave me a brief few shots of me on the attraction. Now, they're a little different from other theme park companies where when they mount cameras on the ride and we ride it, they don't give us the raw video and say, hey, here's the video of you on the attraction. Do what you want with it. They film people on the ride, and then they say, we'll get back to you, and then they edit. They send you an edited clip. So you don't hear me on the attraction. You don't hear me talking or anything like that, but you do get to see me. So if you're listening to this right now, you're going to hear some nice music. There is there is music um, throughout uh, this attraction. So you're going to hear some of the score. So this, this score was created just for this attraction, which is neat. So you're going to hear that score in here, but then if you're watching, you're going to see some of me on the ride as well as just some general ride footage of it. So here we go, a little bit of my ride on, uh, I almost said Rise of the Resistance, on Cosmic Rewind. Take a look. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Right, so this is one of those things where uh, you can't really, you watch the video and you're like, huh? You can't, the video cannot sum up the feelings and the uh, 
the motion, the um, experience of this attraction. It is unlike anything that I have uh, been on before. So just a couple of little facts, too, uh, about this. Um, There's 200,000 square feet of space in this building. The building is longer than a football field. Uh, the foundation has more than 80 miles of rebar, 9,000-plus cubic, cubic yards of concrete. Um, but I thought this was the most interesting fact they sent. By volume, four spaceship Earths would fit inside of this building. So that's, you know, the big sphere. You can't call it a golf ball. You know, the big sphere at Epcot, uh, four of those. Uh, the volume-wise, would fit inside of this building. That's how big this is, and that's why it's one of the longest uh, indoor coasters in the world. And I will tell you, it is a it is not a short ride either. It goes in there for quite some time. So uh, the other thing that I really wanted to mention, and what I, I you heard some of the score there when you were listening to that clip, but the the biggest thing I think that makes this ride special is one, that launch moment that I talked about, but two is the music. There is music on this ride. And when I say music, it's not just like score and soaring music like you heard right there. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and I recommend seeing the movie before you go on the ride, at least the first movie so you get the general vibe, you get, you'll get this. This will make sense. Because if not, you'll think, oh, I'm on a space attraction. And then all of a sudden, I'm hearing uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's uh, September playing in, in my coaster car. Like, what? This is weird. But when you know it in context of what goes on in the movie and how Chris Pratt's character in the movie, how he relates to music uh, from his time on Earth or Terra, um, and the sentimental value that has for him and everything that's gone on in his life, uh, it, it totally makes sense. So what happens is, as soon as you hit the launch, a song starts playing, like usually right in the chorus of the song. So uh, there are six different songs, and each you get one song uh, per ride, and you don't know which of the songs it's going to be. So the songs are, they sent a full list of the songs. September, as I mentioned. Uh, Disco Inferno. You know Disco Inferno. I don't have the rights to play any of this music, by the way, or else I would play it for you right now. Uh, Conga, you know. uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Uh, Iran, uh, that's Flock of Seagulls, right? And One Way or Another by Blondie. So these are classic uh, songs, either from the 80s or other time periods. And... um, I, I will tell you, I've been, I went on it three times. And so I got three of the three different songs each time, which was really neat. Uh, One way or another by Blondie was awesome. So as soon as the, the launch hits, the ride hits and you're hearing one way or another, and it just hits you and it's upbeat and it's like, wow, like you are just flying and the music is bumping. It is loud. It is, it is there. In, in the whole scene, so it's not like kind of faint in the background, but it is there, and it's a huge driver of the attraction, which is, I'm going to mention this because I also had Everybody Wants to Rule the World on a different ride, and the coaster does the exact same thing every time. The cars rotate the exact same way every single time. However, the music that you get will give you a different experience. I'm telling you, and I'm not the only one who has said this, but when I had Everybody Wants to Rule the World compared to One Way or Another, or even Conga was the other song that I had, 
Um, totally different feeling. Totally different vibe. Um, and everyone's going to have their favorite. And I think it's a great selection of music that they picked for this. And the it just gives the ride a different feeling as you're going throughout. So um, as you go throughout the attraction, there are video screens throughout the building. And you are, again, this is a roller coaster. This is not like, um, if you have been to Universal, they do a lot of screen rides at Universal. Uh, so take, for example, um, if you've been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, there is the Escape from Gringotts attraction, which is a, it's a technically a coaster, right? You're on a track. However, as you travel along the track, you stop in different rooms, and then the cars move in like a motion simulator experience with whatever's happening on the video screen in there. This is not like that. This is a straight-up coaster the entire time. Gravity is taking you throughout the track. Um, you don't ever pause and stop and watch something and then go again. You are moving the entire time, and as you are moving, you are turning in the direction that the Imagineers wanted you to turn at. And there's a different, you turn in this direction and here's a video screen and you turn in that direction and here's another screen. There's one screen that is just, it is enormous. It feels like a football field side screen. I don't know how big it is. They don't give us all the details, um, but there's, you're just like, wow, just, I'm, I'm totally blown away by what they were, what they were able to accomplish with this. I mean, it is just, um, it is an amazing engineering feat. So what I want to do right now is I want to introduce you to Liz Diaz. She is a senior ride development engineer with Disney Imagineering. And she was the lead engineer who led a team to bring this ride system to life. So this kind of omni-coaster turning car thing. Um, how do they do that? Like I talked to her about it. I, I had just a few minutes with her. Um, and had some questions about like what that process is like putting all this together. Um, I did not have a mic on during this, so my audio is a little bit quiet, but she's the most important thing anyway. So uh, just apologies for that if you're listening. But uh, I wanted to play uh, some of my interview with her because, um, I mean, these are the people that do this, who test it and make this a reality and make it happen. And so um, I'm going to play my interview with her, and then after that I will give you more of my uh a review of the ride you're getting a sense of how i felt about it already but um here's a little bit with liz and uh we'll check back afterwards here we go coming together with this concept of you know hey we're gonna take uh, our omni mover system like we have on haunted mansion and and put it on top of a roller coaster it's like all right, let's do this, you know, like, let's try something new and something different. And, and yeah, we got to experience some of the coasters that do provide that 360 spin. You've been on some yeah, of them, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and definitely a different feel, right? When you control the motion of that rotation, it really just adds another next level element to riding a coaster. So what are the, I mean, I don't know about the secrets, but there has to be just so much testing that goes with that, right? Because you can <laughs> manipulate it, but like they have to turn, especially when video is involved, like that has to be like such a detailed process. What is that like? <laughs> yeah, so you, you start on paper, you're really looking um, at, you know, what you want the guests to experience. So you want them to see this epic battle through time and space with the guardians and, and you want to point them to certain scenes. So, so strategically, we did look at, okay, we want you here. We want the track pointing this way. Um, but we still gave ourselves some flexibility in, in programming 
the the yaw system so we could have some fun and do maybe a couple 360s in there um, and and going through the test phase of that um, it is a very rigorous process to make sure everything is is safe and and reliable and once we got to that point we were like okay let's see what what we can really do with this system and we tried out all kinds of different uh, rotations some different profiles see what worked what really didn't and some syncing with the the media that you see and some without and it really it, it came together and and some of the what you experienced today was a lot of trial and error really in testing yeah so you, you brought up the video as far as that process goes does the video get done first and then you design the coaster interactive with a video? Or do you say like, this is what I want the coaster to do and how it's gonna feel, so can you make the video interact with that? <laughs> it was a combination of the two. Like we, we kind of went down the same path together. We knew a rough idea of what we wanted to do in video and we had a rough idea of what we wanted to do with the ride. So um, I, I believe if you kind of if you unstack those, it would have been a much, much longer process, right? Sure, yeah. Because you'd go, keep going back and forth between each other, like, oh, now we want to tweak the media. No, now we want to tweak the right, yeah, right? So, because if you're like, oh, I gotta change the video, um, I gotta change all my work. Yeah, too, right? yeah. So, wow. so we kind of had to go side by side and and develop both at the same time. So I. The cool thing about this being programmed is I would take it once this opens and you're going to get a huge trial once the general public gets in here. Mm -hmm. um, are you guys going to be monitoring that and saying like, okay, maybe we can make this tweak here, this tweak here, tone down the spinning here, maybe increase the intensity here. Like, will that be a moving thing or how does that work? No, it's it's expected to keep what you see today. Um, yeah. So there there is no expectations at this time right. to, to continue to tweak that, but gotcha. you never know. But you could have the flexibility. I guess my question is you have the flexibility to do that with this technology right that is correct um any chance for people like me you could do like crazy mode where i show up after hours and a bunch <laughs> of us pay extra money and you like turn it on like like really rip it rip you it never off. know what right. dizzy right. will provide as uh, an experience comment suggestion um are you have, you're enjoying your job i i absolutely am um it is something else to be able to work with this team and collaborate with something as awesome as Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Cosmic Rewind, it's, it's an amazing attraction and I'm really glad that we can finally share it with the world. Let's get into like my review and opinion of the ride. Um, I am very, I just think it's great that they uh, spent the money that they did and did something that could potentially be a very polarizing attraction. And the reason that it could be is that turning and spinning aspect to it. Um, I'll get to that in a second because that's the number one question I get. Am I going to barf on this? Um, but just as far as the actual ride goes, again, I mentioned a lot about the beginning of the ride and how you launch. And to me, that is the moment that is just unbelievable and great and special. And throughout there, it becomes this sort of um, traveling throughout the track, there is a little bit of airtime moments uh, throughout it, but really, I spent most of the ride just kind of with my mouth open, like, wow, looking around, like, in amazement of what this was. It's really dark in there. I will say this. It's really dark in there. It can be disorienting. 
Um, part of me wishes there was a little bit more light and more things with light on them um, to kind of give you a sense of space of where you are. Um, but at the same time, the way they did it, though, does make you feel like if I was in a, like a heated thing happening in space, it's kind of what it would feel like. I'd be flying around all over the place a little bit, not knowing where I'm going. All of a sudden, then I'm zoned in on something that's happening, and then I get kind of whipped somewhere else. Um, my advice to you, in my opinion, is that this is a back row attraction. This is a not front row seat. This is a back row seat. You're in the dark anyway. So it doesn't really matter if you sit in the front and you think like, oh, I'm going to see everything. Nope. You, it's, it's pitch black in there, except for the video's elements and some of the stars that are around. Everything else, it's really dark. Um, I liked sitting in the back. One, because in the back you do get a little bit more speed when you're coming over some of the hills and around the turns and everything else. But I also really liked the back because I found that sitting in the back I was less likely to become um, disoriented or a little bit, like, nauseous because I could see the rest of the train in front of me. So I could look and see, like, oh, okay, I'm on this coaster, and I'm following along with what the train's doing. So even if I was facing to the side, sometimes you're facing, you're moving, and you're facing to the side, so you're, like, moving sideways on the track. I could still turn my head to the right or to the left and see the cars in front of me and saying, okay, that's the direction I'm going got my equilibrium back. I'm good. I'm straight. Um, I'm going that way. So it it really helped me to see those cars in front of me, uh, moving forward. Now I will say this too. Um, you're, you're going throughout the ride and then there's a, there's a second, there's a second, um, kind of lift hill, but you kind of launch up the hill a little bit to get going again. Um, and, that moment when it hits everyone on the train was like, woo, you know, because you're excited, like you're hitting another launch. I feel like this ride needed, it needed one more wow launch back to where you were going. So at the beginning, you launch backwards into this situation that you're going into. I feel like it needed one final, like, boom, launch at the end to, like, send you back to something. Um... And I, that's probably not possible given the space that they were in and where they were going. Um, I'm not quite sure. But I just think that uh, I felt like at the end, I felt like I could have used one more punch um, at the end of it. But that is like, I mean, every single ride could use something, barring maybe like one or two rides that are perfect. But I think like, this that that is the one thing I felt like at the end just needed one more kind of punctuation element to it. Now, um, to get to your question, the burning question that everybody is asking: Am I going to get sick on this ride? Because anytime somebody hears spinning dark roller coaster, oh boy, this is uh, making some people nervous. I will say that um, I went on it three times. Uh, I did go twice in a row at one point. And there is an element to, if you are somebody, this is such a subjective thing. It is so hard to say, I can't tell you what you're going to feel. I can't. Um, If you are somebody who is prone to motion sickness, like if you go on a regular coaster and you get kind of motion sick, this might be real tough for you. A good indicator for me is Everest. So if you've been on Everest at Disney World's Animal Kingdom, That roller coaster is like a traditional roller coaster, but then you kind of stop at the top and then the track switches behind you and you go backwards for a while and you go into a dark room where it is like 
pitch dark and you're going down and backwards and twisting around, if you go on that ride and you feel like sick or you went on that ride and you felt like sick after that moment, you're probably going to feel the same on this. That is my guess. If you go on Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom and that gets your stomach and you don't feel good after Space Mountain, I think this is going to be the same thing and maybe intensified. I feel like there are going to be people who get off of this and are going to need a minute to just kind of walk it out for walk it out for a little bit. And uh, I personally think that's okay. Um, going into it knowing that so you can kind of prepare for it because I think it's worth it. I think the whole experience is worth the potential of that happening. And I will say when I was there, there were dozens of people, hundreds of media members there at the preview that I was at. And I did not see one person vomit. I did not see one person get sick. Uh, not saying it didn't happen because I didn't see every single person get off the ride, but I did not see one person doing that. So I didn't see any of that. I talked to most people who thought it was a blast and a lot of fun of an experience. Um, but there were quite a few that I talked to who were like, mm, my legs were a little shaky when I got off of that. And that was enough, you know. And I think that's going to be the case here, which is why I asked Liz Diaz that question. Could they potentially tone down the tone down the spinning? Because there are two things that happen at the end of the coaster. And I guess if you don't want to hear any of this, then don't listen. But um, it's in the video that they're releasing all the commercials and everything. But there are these, these orbs at the end where there's like a moon and there's the earth or whatever it is. And you kind of circle around those and they turn you sideways as you're circling around and it's a tight circle. And that's where it started to hit me a little bit, where I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to go on much longer. I might have a trouble here. But then the ride's over right after that. But I think there's a couple tweaks they could make, like in those sections, where maybe don't turn people sideways and just have them go straight along the track there. And they can look over to their left if they want and see the orb. But instead of, like, facing it and feel like you're spinning in a circle twice, um, those moments got to me and I suspect that those might hit some people there so you know but again I honestly like I'm just so I am blown away the fact that they did this that they did this that they did that and there is a potential for people to walk off of this and be like oh I don't know um, but they said, you know what? This is what it feels like to be up and doing this. We're going to give you experience like you haven't had before. And uh, it's a great attraction. I think it fits in with their catalog very well. It is um, just a great addition to the Walt Disney World, to the Florida. I mean, all the stuff that they have there in Florida with all the attractions that you want to go there to ride now. It is just, they are spoiled down there. Like, absolutely spoiled so um i give it a very favorable review to it's a great ride it is a great ride and uh i can't wait to hear what you all think about it so please please when you go down there and you ride it send me your thoughts just random tweets facebook messages instagram messages comments whatever i'm at marcus lashock everywhere is where you can find me i really want to hear your opinions of it uh because i suspect people are going to come off with all different feelings uh, based on the music that they heard or uh, how they felt and just um, and if you are a big Guardians and Marvel fan I think you're just gonna love this you're gonna love it and um, I can't wait to hear what more people think about it so that's how to get in touch with me uh, it officially opens to the public on May 27th 
So depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be open. But uh, May 27th is the opening date to the general public. There will be no standby line. When, if you show up at Epcot, you're not going to be able to walk up and just walk and get in line for this. You're going to have to join a virtual boarding group. That's all I have for this. Uh, I just can't wait for more people to ride it. And uh, if you are listening to this, you can check out the video, wgntv.com slash coastin. Uh, we put together a whole write-up on this with all kinds of questions and answers to questions. Myself and Scott Gustin uh, are on the byline of that. Um, also made the next star media wire. So it's on TV stations across the country, um, which is really cool. So, but again, WGNTV.com slash coasting is where all my podcast stuff lives. All my theme park, uh, coverage lives. And hopefully we do more of these, um, coming up. So, uh, very excited to get back in this chair. Excited to talk to you. I thought this would be about 15, 20 minutes and I'm looking at the clock and it's about 40. So, uh, if anybody's still listening, I'd send you a prize if they ever gave me any, but they don't. So I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, again, I'm everywhere on social media, Twitter at Marcus Lashock, Facebook, Marcus Lashock, look for the blue check mark, uh, Instagram at Marcus Lashock, and again, WGNTV.com slash coasting. So for now, don't forget, push down, pull up on your lap bars. I'm Marcus Lashock. Peace out.